This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with The App Show, Canada's favorite mobile tech and app program. Live here on the Chorus Radio Network and also podcast as well at all your favorite podcast places, Apple, Spotify. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo, here with John Beeler. We've got a special program today. We're down at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, covering all the latest and greatest tech that will be coming out over the next few years. This is the preeminent show in the world, the most influential one where all the big tech companies come to show off their technologies. It's a little different this year, John, in that a lot of the big exhibitors have pulled out. Uh, I would say it's half the attendance as well because of COVID and the Omicron variant. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting show. Normally, it's wall-to-wall people. Uh, You have to fight for access to the various exhibitors. Um, Here, it's a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, I, I was... I didn't know what was going to happen here, right? Because as we got closer to the actual show, more and more of these exhibitors pulled out. And I just wondered, like, what's going to be left? And, you know, when we did get down here to the show, um, yeah, there's big holes. No question. There's definitely uh, a lot of empty spaces that normally would have been sold off for uh, vendors. Um, Definitely a lot more room, less... and, and. sometimes not even any lines at all uh, for stuff here, which normally would be like, even just to get lunch would be a half hour wait. On today's program, we've got a lot of cool tech that we uh, were able to check out. Uh, We will be looking at a lot of different types of health tech. Uh, If you've got diabetes, they've got special sensors that automatically send your glucose levels to your phone uh, that come from a little sensor that you stick on your skin that's pretty well non-invasive. We'll also be looking at some robots like massage robots and uh, little home robots that'll bring your favorite drink or or your food from your fridge to you. We'll also look at the latest in mobile computing tech as well, folding screen laptops uh, and also little second screens you can have for your tablet uh, or or your laptop uh, as well. And we came across a few different devices that uh, purport to actually detect COVID in rooms and even kill it, kill the virus. Apparently. Apparently. But we'll, we'll talk more uh, about that. Uh, one of the first events we got to check out down here, John, was a Samsung one. And it was kind of interesting, right? Because it was basically the first morning. Uh, and it was the launch of Samsung's new phone, the Samsung Galaxy S21 Fan Edition. They actually held it at the Allegiant Stadium. That's where the uh, Las Vegas Raiders play. The new Las Vegas Raiders. I think they yep. stole them from Oakland. Yes. That's what the Oakland people say. And it was kind of a neat event. Like, it's it's a beautiful new stadium. We got to go down to the VIP club area that's kind of right on the field. Yes. But it was unusual, John, because we go to these smartphone launch events, and there's, like, hundreds of people. If not thousands. Yes. And this, everything was, you know, COVID protocols, timed entries. We had 90 minutes to basically... Uh, go to a station and, and have access to all of these uh, new phones. They had four different colors. They had earbuds um, and a, a few other little accessories and things like that for them as well. And it was really kind of interesting And to be on the field. And apparently there was a big game the night before too. So the, they're actually doing some maintenance on the field while we were there, little guys driving around. What was interesting to me though, John, and we'll, we'll get to the phone in a second, is just how few journalists there were. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking even of Canadian journalists. I can't think of any other Canadian journalists that I know that came down. 
No, to and, the show. and we have a lot of a lot of these people are our friends because we typically get go to all the same events together, and none of them are here. No, kind of sad. Yeah, we miss them. We miss them. But anyway, the phone is it's a beautiful new phone. You know, if you're in the Android world and looking for a new phone. I would have a look at this one. It's kind of up, you know, in the flagship phone territory. It's got a lot of great features. And the price, coming in just under $1,000, $949. Cameras, excellent cameras on them. It's got the three cameras on the back, uh, a 30 times space zoom on it. The selfie camera is 32 megapixels. It's better than the other cameras on the back. Yeah, it's very impressive. Which is unusual, right? Well, I think a lot of people use the selfie camera a lot nowadays. Yeah. And so Samsung is sort of addressing that. They've got a dual recording mode, so you can record from the selfie camera and the back cameras at the same time. I don't know what you'd use it for, but... Well, you want to maybe want to give someone a, a present. You want to record their reaction to you giving it to them or something like that. Got it, got it. Uh, good battery life. It's got a 4,500 milliamp hour battery, which will give you more than a day of uh, battery life on it. And a beautiful screen as well. Yeah. Uh, 120 hertz refresh rate, which uh, basically means the scrollings on this thing is going to be beautiful when you're looking at websites. And I think it's 240, actually. It goes up to 240 for gaming. For gaming, yeah. Yeah. And it'll go down as well, just depending on what you're doing, just to save on the battery. Yeah. Which is kind of uh, interesting. But, yeah, it was just fascinating. I mean, there's probably like a dozen journalists there when we would expect hundreds. Absolutely, yeah. But I, I do think they had other time slots after us that maybe... Yeah, I can't imagine them having more than a dozen at a time. Yeah, yeah, it was fairly interesting. On the show floor here, though, we're lucky enough to actually, because of sort of the Tetris they had to do with all the booths, Samsung's actually right across from our broadcast booth. And one of the interesting things that we saw there was they recently announced uh, a new customization option for some of their phones, specifically the Flip 3, which is a... Folding screen phone. Which we really like. Yeah. Um, and they actually had this really interesting sort of setup. They had a, a tablet. You could pick the bespoke color of the phone you wanted to have made for you to purchase. And they had a little, they have these robots, you know, those big one-arm robots. They would actually pick up a phone and then another robot would go to a tray of all the different faceplates that that phone could have. Different color ones. Different color ones. And they would pick it up and stick it on and then put it onto this little platform. And the platform would drop down into a little conveyor belt. And so they're like basically just making little phones right there on the on the show floor. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean speaking of robots, John, did you see that massage one? Yes. There was a huge crowd around it. Uh, this mannequin on a massage table and these two robot arms just flailing around. Yeah, it 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 looked like something out of Westworld almost. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. I don't think that it actually ever touched the mannequin. No. But is this the future of massages? Uh, well, I mean, we already have those those chairs in the airports, right? Yeah, but can this robot actually get in there with its little robot fingers? I didn't see really good fingers on it. Maybe they took off the fingers because it's not a human that was being massaged? I don't know. Anyway, it, it's kind of funny to see this massage robot. It was... Very interesting. Yeah. Everything's getting automated. We've got so much to talk about on today's uh, program. A lot of uh, mobile health tech uh, and also uh, mobile computing devices like folding screen laptops and and phones uh, as well. And the latest in COVID detection technology. 
Like, I was fascinated to see how far they've come with that over the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be looking at uh, some of the, the machines that we saw that they say can detect COVID-19 in a room. And also ones that they say can actually kill it. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back shortly after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We're, uh, for better or for worse, down in Las Vegas. Yes. We've been tested. We've been swabbed. Too many times to count. Yes. Uh, it's interesting down here, John, how available a lot of these uh, rapid tests are. The, you know, where the, we're from up in, in Vancouver and BC, it, I don't even know where to get any. You can't. No. They're not available yet because they haven't been approved by the provincial health. They're everywhere here. Everywhere here. Yeah. They're literally handing them out here. You tried to get a booster shot here too. At the, I did. At and, the drugstore. And yeah, because I could have got it, but because I have a mixed uh, vaccine. Oh, you're a mutt. I am a mutt. I'm a mutt too. I wouldn't have been able to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you were you were hell bent on getting it. Well, I, I want to get it as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. But you you got your notification. Yeah, in Canada, right? Yeah, when we get back, I'll I'll get it. But figured I might as well get it while I'm down here. Well, you know, we, we saw a lot of companies that have come out with these little test kits, and they seem to be pretty advanced. Like, uh, you know, one actually has a special QR code on it as well. So when you take it, it sends the results to whatever airline or or doctor that needs it as well. Yeah, part of our CS badging was they gave us a couple of tests, and so Robin and I have already taken ours. And it's a very quick, simple process. You got to wait 15 minutes for the results, and you're good to go. EMED, though, what you were just talking about, yeah. they actually will sort of make your results digital. You actually have to do the entire test on camera using their app, and then it basically documents the fact that you took the test, and then you'll get your results. And these are good for travel, so you could take one of these, like, if you're a United States citizen, yeah. you could take it if you're going anywhere yeah. and do the tests, like out of country and it would be valid to get you back in that's right unfortunately not for us we needed a PCR test which fortunately CS is providing yeah they got this whole room where you go in and and they're swabbing noses (laughs) yes a lot of the other countries seem very confused by it Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, we're, we're in this big lineup, and uh, yeah, it's not the most easy-to-follow flow. No, because you have to sign up using a, a website, QR code, create an account, put all your travel information into it, and then uh, book an appointment, although they're taking walk-ins, which is what we just did. Well, let's talk about COVID tech, John, because we were at a few of these events and there's a bunch of companies claiming all sorts of things that they can do. One company, Liberty, they had these uh, devices, they looked like big canisters that you could stick in a room. They had different sizes depending how big the room was. And they say by plugging in these cartridges, they can detect COVID in the air. <coughs> so they just detect it or do they do anything with it? No, they just tell you. Run, get out of the room. Essentially, <laughs> but there's another uh, company that we saw at the same event. Um, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, but it's Serenio. Serenio, uh, and it, basically they make these big sort of air filter devices, uh, air purifying devices that they claim can actually take COVID out of the air. Yeah, with you know negative and positive ions, it'll find the spike proteins in COVID in the air and neutralize it. Yeah. 
So I, one of these work? events, I don't know. it was all over the all over the room at this event we were at the other night, and cool if it's working. I mean, that's kind of what air purifiers do. Um, it's just how effective it is against COVID. We're gonna have to get them on the show just to kind of grill them on that. They say that they've tested them, and they've put them in like some classrooms and what have you. So the kids were the guinea pigs. <laughs> they, they, they use the kids <laughs> as as guinea pigs, They're, but I mean, isn't that what we want? Like this type of technology. Yeah, yeah. Like the the detection company even had one they're working on that it's like a little portable that one that you put in a mask to get an instant result, oh, which would bring the COVID testing down to like twenty cents a test. Right. <laughs> which would be insane. That is the that is the crazy thing here is the COVID tests are so plentiful and you have to wonder some of these companies where did they come from i don't know and where are they going to go after covid yeah eventually dies down yeah that's what i'm worried about john like these companies are all corporations and they need to keep making money so john a lot of health tech down here as well uh, one that really caught my eye for diabetics the freestyle libre 3 and so these guys have been around for a while They've got these little uh, buttons, they look like, that have adhesives that stick on your skin that are able to measure glucose levels in kind of a non-invasive way. Yeah, these, these are probably well-known to people with diabetes, but they just came out with a new version that's currently being tested in Europe, and it's about the size of a quarter. I would say smaller. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's significantly smaller than the Freestyle Libre 2, and... The cool thing about uh, this technology, the, the two itself was kind of neat because you would basically tap your phone onto this button to actually get uh, your results using RFID. But the new one uses Bluetooth, and you don't even have to tap your phone. It just sends it right to your phone. Yeah, it's just like automatically going to your phone to the app, which I just find uh, amazing. This is the kind of technology that gets me excited, John. And I'd love to see this built into watches one day as well down down in the future yeah absolutely well because there, there were some companies here there's one specific one that i saw that did have like a watch wearable that monitored glucose levels like continuously yeah but that did not ha- require like something sticking into your skin i don't know yeah yeah because i think that was the selling point of the freestyle libre is that it's it's a subdermal thing, but it's not like a big needle that's living on your arm. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a sensor, basically. So We're also seeing wearables now that can do blood pressure in an accurate way. Yeah. I think we're still a few years away from seeing them kind of built into an Apple Watch, for example. Yeah. But the technology is getting smaller and smaller now, which I thought was cool. One thing that I really liked was from Withings, their smart scale. Did you see this thing? I didn't. You told me about it, though. Yeah. So it's a scale. And we've seen a lot of smart scales. You can stand on it and, you know, get your body fat measurements and and things like this. Uh, But this one has a little handle that you pull up from the scale. It's attached with a cable. But when you pull it up and you stand up, it can do things like an EKG to detect things like uh, AFib, atrial fibrillation. Uh, My father has that. Crazy. Yeah. And I know watches can do that now, like the Apple Watch. My Apple Watch and yours can do that. Yeah. But what makes this different is that typically with the the wearables, the, the watches, it's only one lead. Whereas this one has six leads on the handles. So, so, it's, so it's, it's more like a proper medical device. It's much more accurate yeah. than, than the single one, apparently. Uh, it also can do nerve detection on the feet. 
to diagnose, not diagnose, but to alert you to some potential issues uh, that you might be having with uh, your, your nerves. Uh, but it can also do uh, body mass segmentation as well, more accurately than these scales that are just doing it from your feet. Right. Because now it'll do it from the feet and your hands on the handle there, basically. It's sending like a low-level current through your body to get this measurement. It's very cool. It's only a few hundred dollars, too, coming out next year. Yeah. Or next year. It is this year now. I yeah. keep forgetting it's 2022. Yes. One thing I saw at uh, an event we were at uh, from a company called Abbott, they, they make a lot of these COVID tests. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're a big pharmaceutical company. And they have something called the um, iStat Alinity. And what this is, this is meant for hospitals. This isn't meant for consumer use yet, although that end goal is for them to make something for consumers. It's essentially a portable blood lab. Okay. You have these, they have these little cartridges that you do that does the finger prick. And so you, you deposit some uh, blood onto this little cartridge. You put it in this machine. Machine kind of looks like, I'm trying to think what it would look like. Um, it's like a handheld scanner. Um, like you would see somebody like doing prices at <laughs> at a grocery store. Yeah, a little bit bigger than that. Has a big screen on it, and you put this little cartridge into it, and then within 15 minutes, you get the entire blood workup on that sample. That is insane. You know, yeah. having that technology. Can well, you imagine how much handier that'll be for hospitals? Exactly, because you don't. Because sometimes people that need blood work done, it can take weeks to get results. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I mean, it's not something that we're going to see everywhere soon, um, but it's definitely coming to Canada. They, they assured me of that. And, and it's going to be something you'll probably see in the hospitals or, or your doctor's office, maybe. We're going to have to take a break when we come back. More news from the Consumer Electronics Show, including a new hair dye styling tool for the, more so for the ladies out there that just makes dyeing your hair that much easier. If I had more hair, I'd dye mine. But I don't know <laughs> if I can use this thing. Listening to the App Show with Mike and John back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Eggerbo here with John Beeler. We're live in Las Vegas. Well, almost alive. <laughs> it's partially. Partially. Covering some of the latest mobile uh, tech trends that are going to be popping up over the next year or two. Uh, we saw some other kind of interesting things, John. One caught my eye from Asus. I don't know if you saw their ZenBook 17-inch folding tablet slash laptop. So this is like, it looks like a big 17-inch tablet that you can fold in half. And so when you fold it in half, like into kind of like a laptop mode, a virtual keyboard will pop up on the bottom half, or you can also put like a physical keyboard on the bottom as Oh, well, okay. Which is kind of unique, don't you think? Interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was. It, you know, I'm always interested in these different types of form factors. I don't know how big that will be, but at least they're trying stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, making one or two designs isn't going to fit for everybody. So having no. lots of different options, assuming it does what it says on the tin. So you saw a really interesting keyboard, though, that was also a trackpad. And I don't even know how to describe this thing. Yeah, this was really interesting. It's a Bluetooth keyboard. Um, and, you know, just like a standard rectangle laptop like a mobile keyboard so it's very short throw keys but what they've done is they've put sensing technology on the keys themselves so if you just lightly brush your finger across the keyboard it gives you a trackpad so how does it know though like that you're not just like pushing a bunch of keys because you're not depressing the keys oh so it needs that pressure yeah yeah 
Yeah. And if you're just sliding your finger along. Yeah, it's a- and it worked really well. And they had one that was just the, the regular rectangle, but they also had a smart um, magnetic case for an iPad. Okay. So you basically just dock your iPad into this thing, and then you've got a, tri- uh, a, tr- a trackpad or a touchpad on top of your keyboard. Was it hard getting used to it? Like, I mean, having, having two things like that into one, that's... No, it was very intuitive and very simple. And the other thing, questions that we had and that we quickly learned how to do is clicking and dragging. You can actually just, like, it seems to be able to detect that you're using the touchpad part and not the keyboard part. You press the key down that you're actually... Long. So when you're pushing keys, can you feel it tactically? Yeah, no, it's actually, it's, like, it's a regular laptop keyboard. Okay. Like a like a proper oh okay like physical keys yeah 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 oh but it's sensitive enough to be kind of a... the the top coding of the keys is the trackpad oh that's so weird yeah yeah I wonder if we'll see that in laptops it makes sense that you would right yeah yeah because you could get rid of the whole trackpad on your laptop yeah I mean that would be something that people would have to get used to yeah uh, also you had a chance to check out something called the the next or next second screen. Yeah, this was something that was really interesting. It starts at about, I think, 249 US, and they come in different form factors and different screen resolutions. They have a 2K version and a 4K version, and essentially it's a it's a standalone screen that you can get for, uh, if you have a Samsung device, you know, with the with the DeX. So, yeah, explain that to listeners. So you, you plug a, an HDMI cable into your USB-C port on your uh, Samsung device. Some, so not every Samsung phone. Correct. Yeah, but all, some of the higher-end ones. All the, all the newer ones have this. Yeah. And basically what that means is that this screen then becomes um, your extended desktop for your phone. It, it turns your phone into a laptop. It really. does, yeah. yeah. But what they did was really clever. This is actually like, it's like a tablet screen with a little bezel area at the bottom that's magnetic and you actually attach your phone magnetically there to it and then you just run the cord into the thing that's one of the form factors they had they also had a laptop that has a giant battery in it it'll charge your phone and give you six to eight hours of battery life on a full-size laptop screen and keyboard everything like that and then they also had another one that was um really interesting it was more like a like a proper monitor okay you know, with a stand and everything like that, that you could plug in any device. So, like a, an Apple Mac Mini, for example, could be plugged into it. Okay. And then it also had that little magnetic spot where you can plug your phone into, and everything gets charged by this giant battery slash screen. Is this something you would buy? Um, the, I really like the sort of the tablet version, because the other thing that it has, because it has a big magnet on the bottom of it, and you can actually attach it to the back of your laptop and have, like, an s- extended screen so you have dual screens then. Yeah. So you can have, you know, all your email on one screen and then your browser on another screen. So it's really good for... This is a problem that, like, if you're used to using dual screens at home, and then you take your laptop somewhere, you don't have the second screen anymore. Yeah, you're missing it. Right. And yeah. this is this is very thin. It magnetically attaches to the back of your laptop. And it doesn't weigh the laptop screen down? No, it's very light. Yeah? Yeah, because it's just a screen. Okay. Yeah. And it works? It works, yeah. It was, it was, I thought it was really cool. Did, did they say anything about pricing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? One of them's available now, at the, the laptop one, and then the rest of them are coming probably in the next three or four months. These like hundreds of dollars or thousands? Hundreds. Hundreds. That's not bad. Yeah. It starts at 249 US and goes up to, I think, 449 Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We are down in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, checking out all the latest in tech. 
Don't forget to listen to our sister program, Get Connected. You can find that on our website, getconnectedmedia.com, or also the podcast version available uh, at the Apple Podcast uh, site uh, or even Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some more kind of cool mobile tech that we saw, including a cool new hair dye tool from L'Oreal that's going to make dyeing hair at home a breeze. We'll also uh, look at uh, a pepper spray device that is hard-coded to your biometric signature. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with The App Show. Mike and John here. We are uh, trying to survive Las Vegas. We were crazy enough to come down for the Consumer Electronics Show. Not as many people came down this year. I'd probably say half. We're still waiting for the figures on that. Still seems like quite a lot, though. Yeah, there are thousands of people here, there's no question. But it is a quieter Vegas. You know, it was easy to get Ubers and taxis and uh, to get around uh, the city, which is kind of a nice nice thing. We're looking at some of the uh, cool mobile tech that we came across down here. One that uh, caught my eye, because I know a lot of uh, people that like to dye their hair at home to save some money. L'Oreal's coming out with something called the Color Sonic. And so this is a hair dyeing styling tool kind of looks like almost like a curling iron. Yeah. Yeah. You put the cartridge in that has the color that you want, and then it uh, basically uh, works to make sure that the developer and the colorant, I'm not a high hair dyeing expert, so I'm just reading the press release here, uh, <laughs> basically mix together at the right time, and as you're stroking this thing through your hair, it then obviously infuses it into your hair. Huh. And then after 30 minutes, you just wash and you're good to go. That could be very interesting for a lot of people, I think. I, yeah. I mean, I don't have hair long enough, I think, to use <laughs> this. Well, not not the curling iron part. but No. But yeah, no. I, I, that's also, I think, one of the problems that, I think, with a lot of people that dye their hair. They have to sort of put it all in their hair. At least this way you can sort of see where it's going and brush it. Totally. It just seems like, because I've seen people do hair dye at home, um, and it doesn't look like an easy thing. It looks like messy. Like a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. And so this seems like it would just kind of streamline that mm-hmm. dramatically. John, something that you came across, I didn't get a chance to see this, but, you know, we are, many of us, concerned about our safety, uh, especially, uh, you know, young women. Well, all, all people. Yeah. For that, for that matter. Well, it was interesting. This particular company, solosecure.com, they have a number of products that are biometrically connected to you using their app. And they, the two sort of very accessible products that they had, one was basically it's a pepper spray. And you use it the app, and there's like a fingerprint sensor on it. And it's coded. It only will activate um, when you press the button. Because apparently one of the problems with pepper spray in general, if, if you have it in your purse or something like that, sometimes it gets used on you because the attacker or whoever is trying to get at you can overpower you and grab it first. They can't use this on you because it's coded to your fingerprint. The other interesting thing that it does with the app is if you do activate it, it will send a text message to your friends saying, hey, I'm having a problem. I had to use my pepper spray. Oh, my God. So that's really cool. The other thing that they had that was really interesting, too, was a wallet for, you know, the wallets you can get for your the back of your phone? Yes. Well... Um, the woman that I was talking to, she had one, and she it, she lost it. It fell off, the magnetic ones. 
And so she wanted something a little bit more secure. So they actually have a, an iPhone case that is locked by your biometrics. So if that wallet gets into the wrong hands, they can't get into it. No, no, this is your phone case itself. Oh, the phone case itself. The phone case itself. Okay. And you basically, basically you, you use your face ID to authenticate it yeah. to unlock and open up the wallet. Oh, okay. So it's a very secure wallet on the back of your phone because it's a part of the case. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty cool. The last thing that they had uh, was a really interesting thing for, uh, I think the use case is probably like campus security. Uh, you're a university student. You're walking home from a party or something like that. You don't feel safe because maybe someone's following you. Yeah. You're you, alone. It's dark. You can you can basically, the, the intent behind this is you can actually request backup, basically, and your university campus would have a drone force, and the drones would be deployed... And the drone would then follow you home, shooting video the whole time that would send back to the corporate or uh, campus security. Yeah. So you can lease because they don't have the manpower to send security people out for every person going home. Right. And so these drones are sort of like it would be like where the residents are and the yeah. university campus, that type of thing. So a drone would follow you home. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. They need to put lasers in the drone now. That's right. <laughs> they see see any bad bad things happening. But that is a really cool idea. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, it's a, it seems like a really practical use case for a drone. Yeah. And and this whole interaction between the app, your biometrics with all these devices that they have, I thought was really cool. I'd like to check that out more. We're going to have to get more info uh, on that. We'll, we'll talk to Catherine. Yeah, some other random tech if you're in the Amazon uh, Ring world. A lot of people have the Ring video doorbells and even the alarms. They've got a new uh, accessory for that, uh, a glass detector or glass breaking detector, which is, I think, a, a must-have. So is it a standalone module? Yeah, and then it can detect glass breakage. Interesting, because with the smart assistant, you can turn on a feature in the app for Alexa. Yep. And I, I was watching a movie once and somebody I think it was John Wick and he crashed through a bunch of glass and it set off. I set it off. Set it off. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I have a good stereo system, so. Well, I guess you don't want John Wick coming over. No. 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 But that's cool that cuz you can put that in places where maybe you don't have a smart speaker. Exactly. So, another random thing that I came across that I actually thought was kind of cool. Not everyone might think so, but it's called the Bird Buddy. Okay. And so this is a little birdhouse. Looks like a little birdhouse, and it's a bird feeder as well. So right. you, can, you put the bird seed or whatever you put in there, and it's got a camera built into it as well, John. So when the little bird comes up to get its food, it actually will take pictures of the little bird and send it to you. Yeah. And it will also, using their software, identify what kind of bird it is. Oh wow! And it'll keep a collection of pictures, and you know the identification of all the different types of birds that come to your bird feeder. I know a lot of people that would really like that. I know. Like, I'm, I'm not a big bird guy. No. I, You know, I think we have a hummingbird feeder out every so often before something gets it. <laughs> this thing looks a little more durable. It looks like a right. little house, right? Yeah. But, I, God, I, I can't help but want one of these things. Mm -hmm. Just to see what... You've got a lot of birds in your backyard that I've seen. Yeah. 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 So we need to see... I wonder if it's got, like, squirrel detection. Probably. Set, set off an alarm to, to scare Just them. electrifies the floor. <laughs> or a squirrel laser. Wow. That, that would be the thing. Okay, we're going to have uh, another break here when we come back. We are down in Las Vegas. We'll uh, tell you a few more fun little uh, mobile tech things that we came across. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here, live in Las Vegas, going home soon. Mm-hmm. 
As long as we pass all the COVID tests. <laughs> well, we're still waiting for our results. Yeah, I might be broadcasting here next week from Las Vegas, so <laughs> we will see. Uh, just winding it down here, I uh, hope uh, you've enjoyed some of the cool uh, tech that uh, we've talked about. If you want to hear more, uh, we also talked a lot about a lot of the tech innovations on our sister show, Get Connected Radio, which uh, airs Saturdays across chorus but can also be listened to up on our website getconnectedmedia.com and you can download the podcast or subscribe to it which is an even better idea uh, some of the other things that we saw here as far as mobile tech would be pet tech yeah. they had some weird collars for dogs I, I still don't understand how this would work because when, when you wear a wearable you have to have it fairly tight on your arm so it can do the sensing that it needs yeah. to do and are you going to put this on a dog's neck? yeah so the one I think we saw it's I, I don't I don't think you could get it on a small dog. It'd have to be like a like a, a big dog, yeah. right? And it's yeah, it's tight around the neck, but it's got a built-in GPS, so it's it's got Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, uh, cellular technology, so you can track your your dog wherever it is. It just looks like something out of like The Running Man. It <laughs> if it gets outside of the zone, it <laughs> blows up, blows up or something. Uh, but this one here also was kind of uh, health sensors in it. It, it could detect your dog's um, respiratory rate and heart rate. What, which I imagine would be elevated because it's so it's tight ch- around. Choking your dog. <laughs> you see that other one that um, can tell you how your dog's feeling? It's like a little yes. harness. Yes. It's got a little LED light on the top of it and it can tell if your dog is happy or excited or stressed out like how good is that going to work well I, how, like how is it detecting that I don't know like I, I read the the whole thing on it I still don't understand yeah it looks it's like a mood mood <laughs> ring for your dog <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think I'll you know wait and see on that particular one I like the I like the collar tracking stuff like with GPS but it's still expensive John like it's hundreds of dollars for these things there's always some sort of subscription fee for it as well yeah, and then there's the whole fact that the GPS ones are okay because they're not that tight, but any kind of the sensors that we would typically have, I, I can't imagine a dog would really enjoy that that much. Yeah, and when they lose that, it's yeah. not like a $20 collar. No. No, it's like a $300 collar. Right. <laughs> but at and least you know where it is. Well, <laughs> hopefully if they didn't chew it all up. I know. Like, my dogs go through collars like nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway. Well, we'll keep our eye. We should try to get one in. You should, because you've got the dogs. I'd have to put it around its waist, I think. <laughs> well, that might be better, though. It might be. It might be. Okay, that's all the time we have left here on the App Show. We really appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully, we'll be back into Vancouver for next week's show. Uh, until next time, this is Mike Agarbo, John Beeler, signing off. We'll see you again. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.